0: The and I was shown that um, uh, that Lucifer would return that the UN and the Vatican were going to be completely behind it again under false pretenses he's going to show up and say I'm here to save the day right
1: the, uh-huh. um, and okay
0: uh-huh. fine you know yeah of course ahead, you can try. say whatever you want but I've always hated censorship it's the internet yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Sometimes, you know, once they get you for your first love bite, well, it depends on how aware you are, right? I forgot Oh, well, I have me. I'll never see the sun. Uh, first of all, as you know, the, uh, the Anunnaki and the Draco are enemies. Second of all, underneath Baghdad was a stargate that was created by the Anunnaki so that they could transfer from middle to the Earth. never see the sun. I could just end it all but the demons will have one the practitioners that you know some are, are good and some use their magic for good and to heal and to help and others do use it for evil and you know in some cases you know people really were This is too much sometimes. From the the broken ruins of Babylon, this is End of Days Radio. I am your host, Daniel, broadcasting to you all the way from the shimmering Emerald City right here in the heart of the Pacific Northwest today's date is friday january 21st january 21st 2002 this is the infamous and quite popular open lines show friday night open lines friday evening friday night open lines whatever you want to call it is fine with me now I don't really know how many people are going to show up tonight. Usually I kind of have some confirmations before the show actually goes on. But they don't really have any of those this week. So I decided to just go ahead and go on air since I promised to go on air every Friday night. It's going to take a little while to build this show up. So it's fine with me if nobody shows up. That's totally cool. I doubt that will happen, but I've got plenty to talk about just in case. So hopefully we get some people popping up, some uh, calls. Not that they're really calls. We just kind of call it that. Really, to come on the show, you just have to show up for the live show on YouTube. And you go into the chat, and at the top of the chat, there'll be a little link there. And if you follow that link, all you have to do is have a webcam. And your webcam has to have a mic, of course. Or you can have a separate mic. Or just a mic webcam webcam or a mic and you can join us for our Friday night open lines program but the reason I'm doing this tonight is because the response the positive response for this type of show has just been overwhelming so I intend to go ahead and keep it up and if like I was saying if there's a night that we don't have a whole lot of people show up I've got plenty to talk about I mean I'm an angry guy Let's face it. I've got issues. I've got personal issues. I've got tissue. I've got tissues. I've got Kleenex. So I fully intend to come on here every Friday night and act like a dick. <laughs> Not that I am a dick or I act like a dick, but you know what I mean. Act like a dick. Um. <laughs> so uh, everybody knows about endofdaysradio.com. dot com. Again, that's where we go to do certain things. That's where we. Check the schedule. I've been up getting better at updating that again. That's where you can uh, join the Discord. Always looking for people to join that Discord. I think we're at, what, like 73? Something like that right now. I'm trying to get that up in the hundreds. I mean, the Discord's fun. Discord's like our little private little area. The secret club. So if you're a fan of End of Days Radio and you haven't joined the Discord yet, please head over to endofdaysradio.com and and click that discord link and you don't have to like be in there every day you don't have to be addicted to it you can just come by and share your thoughts every every once in a while there's a lot of different chat rooms in there so i'm sure you'll find something that fits your gumption let's see of course you can also donate at the website so um, i'm taking donations i wanted to shout out and say thank you to all the people that have donated in the past But also let you know that I fully intend to make this show my full time job. You know, I I talk about it every week now because that's what I want to do. I want to make this show profitable enough that it sustains itself, that I can actually come on here maybe maybe three to five to six times a week and do a show that is a little bit more consistent. And. I know it's possible because I know other podcasters, other platformed individuals are doing that exact thing. So if they can do it and they just started their show three months ago, then why can't I do it? I've been doing this show for like 12, 13 years, right? Just have never been very good at monetizing. Haven't really tried hard enough. I mean, I always had this insane mentality that this should be free and I've always worked and I've always kind of just been focused on my work as opposed to trying to, you know, ask for donations or try to put up ads or anything like that. I've always just viewed this show as an, as, as a a hobby, like something to do that's fun. So, um, when it ceases to be fun, that's when I realized it's time for some kind of change and, you know, just doing the interview shows and, um, you know, the uh, shows where I come on here and uh, ask questions, It just it's kind of gotten boring for me. It wasn't ever really supposed to be that type of show. It just kind of turned into doing what gets people to watch. And great interviews with great guests are what get people to watch. But it's not always really that fun, right? Because it becomes very robotic. We start to hear a lot of the same things. Um, and probably because I do a lot of my own research, it probably has ceased to be as fun as it used to be, because I feel like it's hard to find guests that really blow my mind anymore. I do find them. They are out there. Andy, what is up with your avatar picture, dude? Is that Kermit the Frog, like pulling his, uh, (laughs) the people that are listening to the podcast to the podcast version if you're at the live show people in the youtube chat can actually interact and i can put their comments up on the screen so that's where you, what you hear us doing sometimes where i'm actually talking to the comments or i'm putting the comments up and andy from pod trash he's got this kermit the frog picture and kermit's just like pulling his behind open it just looks so nasty i just pulled up i was like oh god what's kermit doing now <laughs> my god um holy shit it's the uncle from the adams family ha 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 he's saying i look like uncle fester ha 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 i don't look like him i could put a picture side by side i don't look like him sorry i know you're trying to be funny but a big fell on your part um what else do we have going so why don't we go ahead and get into it get into things right so you guys want some drama? I got some drama for you. Some drama. I wasn't sure whether or not to talk about this or not. But I asked myself, what would Howard Stern do? Howard Stern would probably fly off the rails and go on a long rant and just get pissed off. And and uh, childish. Exactly. Childish. Thank you. Childish. Reprimand somebody said childish in the chat i assume they're talking about that lame adam's family joke um if i'm anybody i'm from the monsters that show is way better but uh you know it's funny how people like they try to they don't they don't know anything about you so they like they try to find anything they can grab onto and they like go after your looks assuming that you're gonna feel like insecure if they you know, gang up on you and try to, like, tear down your your looks or something like that. But um, you, you would probably have to, like, have that type of insecurity and complex in the first place for that to really be effective. Otherwise, it's just like, you know, it sounds like you're trying too hard. I, I mean, I, I kind of wish some of these people knew more about me because maybe they'd be able to think of an Achilles heel that's really brutal and something that they could really use to tear me down rather than, like, third grade, like, Uh, you're fat sort of stuff like come on you can do better than that give me a challenge like really tear into me right yeah exactly uh (laughs) it's so funny because when people are on the internet they just act like kids you know it's true they just not everybody of course but some people do you know like a lot of these people on social media everybody's run into them you know you're not you're not uh, in real life. So somebody isn't going to be able to you know, get mad at you in real life, which would be far more dramatic. So people just feel like they're invisible when they're online. They say all kinds of nasty stuff. Some people just, that's what they live to do is to just tear people down online. It's usually people with like no friends and people that, Oh, it looks like we got somebody popping up here. Um, biblical Christ Can you put your face on camera so that I know that you're, not a guy that's gonna moon us or get naked or something like that if you show your face on your little screen down there in the backstage then i'll go ahead and bring you on with me but otherwise i'm just gonna hold off because i don't know you from adam get it i don't know you from adam because you're biblical oh okay maybe i shouldn't tell jokes no of course i should let's see biblically i'm good because i have a youtube channel Biblically, I have something quick to tell thou. It just sounds like another, another, uh, you know, some more BS. So I'm not going to bring him on until we, we uh, actually see who it is and see what sort of biblically don't make surmise claims. Okay, so this is somebody that wants to talk about the Bible. Like if you would show yourself I would definitely talk to you. You want to debate me? Fine. I just want to make sure you're not here to just, you know, try to bomb my stream because that's really lame when people do that. I'm not here to debate, though. Okay, someone trying to be funny. <sighs> you know, I hope that, <laughs> that we don't get too much of this sort of stuff because it's really boring. Um. Anyway, so let's let's ignore these people that think that they're funny and aren't it's not easy being funny but the people that just you know don't think this stuff through they don't really come up with anything that's like a really good routine it's just fucking boring so just save it really we want to talk we want it you know what's good it's when people can be themselves and people can be themselves turned up to 10. Like you hear in wrestling, a good heel is somebody that is themselves turned up to 10, not somebody that is just being sticky and, you know, trying to get attention. That's not really funny. And this isn't a comedy show. Anyways, we have some really funny moments, but this isn't a comedy show. This is not about poo poo jokes. Look there, there. He left. There you go. Just some stupid crap. Um, again, if you want to debate me, you can send me an email. You can contact me on Twitter, and if you want to show your face and talk to me, you can come on the Open Lines program. That'd be great. That's what it's about. But you know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna add anything if you're just trying to pull your dick out or something and bomb bomb this stream. That's again, that's so lowbrow. Like, what trailer park would you have to be coming out of to want to do something like that? And not to say that anybody that lives in a trailer park is trash or anything like that. That's not true. There's some awesome people that live in trailers or trailer parks. And there's awesome people that are poor, awesome people that are rich. There's stupid people that are rich. But trash is trash. And this isn't that type of program. This isn't for, like, saying the N-word or really sexual type. This isn't the Howard Stern show. It's not even Joe Rogan. And I don't ever intend to, like, do poo-poo pee-pee jokes and stuff like that. Like, Howard always says doo-doo. He's always calling things doo-doo. He's like, oh, you got some doo-doo? Like, come on, you're a grown man. Stop saying doo-doo. <laughs> you know what's funny about, you know, speaking of Howard Stern, and I'm only talking about Howard Stern because I think some of these people trying to prank right now are kind of from that world. Something tells me. Um, You know, I did a poll on Twitter earlier. I was just curious because... I've noticed that Howard Stern, I mean, I love Howard Stern, don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing, like, I'm a lifetime fan, but I've noticed that people don't really like him as much anymore, right? Like, you go on Reddit, you go anywhere, it's all, oh, Howard sucks now, he used to be a rebel, he used to kick ass, and now all he does is is uh have celebrities on and hang out with Jimmy Kimmel and his show's Tame. He doesn't have Jackie anymore to make him funny. He doesn't have Artie to make him funny. Yeah, I agree with some of that stuff. But, you know, Howard's funny without Jackie and Artie. He just isn't as funny. I've talked about this before, but I've been getting into. Stern, but back in the 90s and mm, around the 2000s he had a guy named Jackie the Joke Man, Jackie Martling on a show. And he was actually the writer for the show, or he was one of them. He was like one of three. Fred was the writer and uh, Billy West was the writer. But holy crap. uh, Jackie would have a way of getting everybody in the room to start busting his balls nonstop. And, you know, when you first start listening, you feel bad for him. And then you start to realize that he actually likes it. And that has, hands down, probably the funniest radio I've ever heard. They would do this thing with uh, Billy West, who's famous from the Futurama series. And he would work work a puppet called the Jackie Puppet. And he would make fun of Jackie and Jackie's uh, stand-up comedy and you know, the little things about Jackie that were just hilarious. Like, Jackie was a stand-up comic, but his real strength was on the Howard Stern Show kind of getting people to make fun of him and writing jokes on the fly. In fact, he was actually writing the jokes that they were using against him. Like he was writing the jokes for the Jackie puppet, which I think is fascinating as a guy that does podcasts and a guy that does like kind of a radio program. That's just fascinating to me. Let's see here. I've got another comment. I'm going to read this. So the people just listening know what's up. So this is from a guy in the chat. It's really a time to come together. Things aren't going to go back to normal. I think we all should know that by now. So we don't need division. (laughs) I totally agree. In fact, I plan to talk about some of the going back to normal stuff tonight. I just have this feeling like not a whole lot of people are going to want to jump on cam tonight. I don't know why we'll see what happens as the night goes on. Um, if, if we get some people coming on, maybe I'll do like four hours. But if it's like this, I'll just make it a short, a short show and do like an hour and a half or two hours. Cause I do have stuff to talk about and stuff I need to get to that I normally can't really do because we have a guest always coming on. But anyways, I kind of got diverted there. But we were going to talk about some drama. And this isn't drama from another show or another world. This is end of days radio drama. So, where do I even start with this? So, a couple years ago, it was probably a couple years ago, I had a guest on named Gregory Lessing Garrett. And he was somebody I found on Twitter and somebody that I thought was talking about some pretty interesting stuff. Right. Um, I was really into researching. Excuse me. I need a drink. I was really into researching the Luciferians at the time, you know, the people that at the top of Freemasonry and the Catholic church, um, the so-called Illuminati, you know what I mean? these luciferian people that were supposedly at bohemian grove that we heard about from from alex jones he said they're all oh, they're luciferians they worship the human intellect so you know me researching conspiracy and stuff like that of course i, I want to learn as much about these luciferians as i can and i saw gregory leston garrett on twitter one day and he was making some pretty cool tweets so i i say i contacted him. i was like hey um looks like you talk about Luciferians. Could you come on my show sometime and we could like talk about it? And you know Greg came on the show and I I found out he's writing a book. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about that stuff cuz you know that's his work and that's the stuff that he devotes his life to. So I'm not going to sit here and bash that. I'm not going to drop to that level. But he came on the show and he was talking about about how our the wool's been pulled over our eyes. There's this thing called scientism out there. Uh the Jesuits are involved. They've taken science and flipped it on its head and gotten us to believe in space and the planets and it's all about the old gods and stuff like that. You know, really fascinating stuff. You know, it was really cool at the time and I got really into it. And I got really into his work and um I was just I don't I don't know if you could say I was lost at the time. Not really lost, but just always looking for the next mind blowing thing. Like, always, you know, that's what this show's about. We're going down the rabbit hole. Uh, you know, we, we've had stuff like the mind blowing moment of the day, and it's always been kind of about that. I've seen a lot of other shows pop up that have sort of adopted that mentality, you know, which is cool. I always knew that would happen. I've, I've kind of been a trend center in that area. You know, not to say we, we weren't the first paranormal podcast or the first show, but there's certain things that I did here on this program uh, that we did early on that were heavily emulated by others out there, even big programs. But uh, that's you know that's besides the point. So, so I'm I'm on Twitter because I was getting really into Twitter at the time, and I started to you know, get really into Greg's work and what he was doing and I had him on my show once and it was a big show like it had a great response it felt like we were talking about the bible and christianity in a way that made sense like actually forming a good argument to get people to come back to god and christ and christianity right a good thing and i i was i was kind of tweeting about the stuff that he talked about because at the time i saw it as a great unveiling of truth if that makes sense so i was getting really into it i was like yeah yeah you guys this is the truth everything's a lie it's lucifer's lies and i'm not going to say exactly what my tweets were but they were very supportive of his work and his overall philosophy so you know, I had Greg on again. Of course, it was still popular. We had such good feedback. Let's do another one. And it, it kind of turned into me and him sort of, or, or maybe he felt like it was like this. It was like me and him were on a mission to, um you know, bring back God and Jesus and Christianity and all that. But while we were doing this tweeting, he made an interesting comment to me. He said something along the lines of, You know, he didn't word it this way exactly. He was very careful how he worded this tweet, but it was something to the effect of I was stealing his ideas and like putting them out there before he could. He didn't exactly say that it was said in a very vague double talk sort of way, but it really caught me off guard. I was like, whoa, you know, I we have this great thing going and I'm getting like attention for it. And he's, he seems like he's getting a little mad, like I'm stealing his thunder or I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't know what word I would to describe it. I'm uh, hitting the punchline before him. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm leapfrogging him or or something along those lines, right? Because I was tweeting out this sort of generic Christianity, Christianity sort of truth you know making it sound really good and he seemed to like all of a sudden, you know, we're on the same page the whole time as far as promote, promoting this line of thought and then all of a sudden he hits me with like this idea that I'm I'm copying him and you know I was just really grossed out by that. It's like, "Whoa, dude, like I wasn't I, I'm doing this to support you. I'm I'm trying to promote you and you're kind of you're getting like really egotistical and like sort of competitive about it. And at the time I just sort of let it slide, you know, okay, maybe I went a little too far. Maybe I shouldn't have been talking about these things that Greg writes in his books. Maybe I was getting a little too excited. I felt bad. I felt guilty. But at the same time, I kind of knew he was being a little bit ridiculous if that makes sense like, he, he keeps talking about how, oh, everything's free. You know, it's about waking people up. It's not about making money. It's not about anything like that. And then he kind of comes at me like that. And, you know, it, it brings, it makes me sad even having to get into this. And it, that's not all. This is just the beginning. Because, you know, there was a time when I, I thought Greg was a friend. And so many of my listeners and so many people out there were just so inspired by the shows that we were doing together. And it it created a big reaction and it turned into a whole thing. So fast forward and now we're, uh, we're on what our like third show. And you know, the response is still good, but things are slowing down a little bit. It doesn't quite get as many views. Um, You know, it's, it's getting a little old and I'm, I'm a Greg had sent me all of his books And I was supposed to read them. I read probably the first two chapters of his first book. And I found that it was... It just wasn't capturing me. It wasn't thrilling me. It was like the same stuff we were talking about on the show. I mean, we did like these three, four-hour interviews. I didn't feel a need to go back and read the stuff that we had already talked about in depth and talked to, and the stuff we were talking about Twitter in depth. I didn't see any reason to go back into that, that. And he has a little way of a writing he has a way of writing. That's very intellectual sounding. He uses a lot of big words. Um, it's, it's maybe a little overly descriptive and and these things kind of turn me off a little bit because I had, shows you I had guests coming on. I have other books I'm supposed to read. I have other things that I'm working a full-time job. It's just really sucking the life out of me. I've got a lot going on. And during like this third or fourth interview, I think Greg could kind of tell that I, I didn't actually read his books. And he was getting a little bit, a bit upset that I didn't. I wasn't fully aware of what was written in there. Which is ironic because it seemed at times like he didn't—he himself didn't even really know what was in there. Like I asked him about Donald Trump, which was a big part of like the first two chapters of his book, and he just seemed like he didn't know anything about it. Or maybe he didn't want to talk about Trump because if he came out against Trump like he was doing on Twitter, he thought people wouldn't like him or he thought Christians wouldn't like him. But I was getting kind of confused at that point because the first like, like – he devoted a whole chapter just to talking about Trump and all his connections and um, how Trump's dad had this lawyer that's mixed up with all these like white, white, right wing sort of organizations and stuff like that. Maybe that's not how it went. He's like uh, connected to Israel or something like that. He drew these connections up. Let's suffice it to say that. And uh, so, you know, he's getting kind of mad at me and, at that point, I'm starting to think, okay, this is getting a little controlling. Okay, it was kind of a dick move. You sent me all these books. I didn't have time to get to them. I'm a dick, whatever. Um, but why are you getting so mad? I mean, we're talking about everything that's in the books on the show. That's the point. The point of doing the show is to sell people on what's in the books to get people to read the books. And we're supposed to be talking about what's in the books on the show. So what if I didn't read the books? I'm still helping you promote your books. You know, we we did three shows at that point And, you know, I, I just kept getting this feeling like he's talking down to me. He thinks I'm stupid. He thinks I'm like this dumb stoner. He doesn't respect me. And here I'm just working my butt off to have him on my show all these different times because he had me convinced that he's doing a really good thing here. You know, the scientism and bringing back Christ and all this stuff. So, you know, I was just really rubbed the wrong way by that. And you know, but it was whatever. I still had him on the show like two more times. And he kept asking to come on over and over again and planning things out, let's do this, let's do that. And at at this point, I think it was like before the fifth show, I'm starting to think, "Boy, I'm going to have to put my foot down with Greg." You know, he's a nice guy, he's maybe a little eccentric, but I'm going to have to start putting my foot down with this guy because I can't have him on every week. People are already starting to complain. They're saying, Daniel, too much Jesus shit. Daniel, too much Christian shit. Get back to your old show. Make it cool again. We don't want to be preached to every episode. Right? I was kind of feeling the same way because... I would talk to, I would talk about certain things on Twitter. Like I would talk about something I would make a, like a philosophical point that has a, a Gnostic sort of sound to it. Or I would talk about Gnosticism and all of a sudden Greg would start coming at me on Twitter. Daniel, you shouldn't talk about Gnosticism. Gnosticism is the same as Luciferianism. Gnosticism is like part of black magic. Gnosticism is the cult. And I'm like, no, no, not really. That's not, that's not really the full story, Greg. I know you think that you know everything under the sun, But that's not really how it is. But do you see now how he's really talking down to me and he's kind of like trying to be an authority on every little subject and he's trying to just discredit just anything else out there? Because I'm thinking to myself, you know, who can really get into this and stay into this? I mean, eventually we want to look at other stuff, right? We want to look at, the world of ufos or psychic abilities or or uh, bigfoot or you know or gnosticism or magic or you know whatever there's so many topics that these paranormal types of shows do and i felt like he was making it so i couldn't even talk about anything like it's just gonna turn into a bore fest right we're just gonna run out of stuff to say because as the second we start talking about anything else now we're getting into the occult or so we're we're getting away from Christ and we're getting away from all that. I don't really think that that's the truth. I'm sorry. And I didn't at the time. It's not, I I do believe in God. I do believe in Christ. I just don't believe in that really narrow sort of perspective where everything else is evil either. I think that everything, all the religions and beliefs and different things out there are pieces of the puzzle. I think that's a much more intelligent way to look at it. But okay, so we're at, we're going to get to the drama. Don't worry. I'm sorry if I'm boring you. Hopefully it's not. So uh, we get to the fifth show. And I kind of, at this point we're on air and I kind of hint at him. I make a joke. I'm like, okay, Greg, yeah, we're going to have you on again next week. And the week after, we'll just have you on from now on. And he kind of got quiet, right? I could tell he was kind of getting it, you know, he's kind of, Exploiting it a little bit Like he's taking a nice thing And just You know milking it And really what he should have been doing Is going on some other shows I even tried to get him on other shows I I emailed other show hosts And you know I was really trying to help Greg That's my whole point of this whole Covering this whole topic Is just to let everybody know out there That I did nothing but try to help Greg Gregory Lesson Care I did nothing but try to help him Now this is where we get into the part Where he starts getting Pissed at me, right? So, you guys might be aware that about ooh, I don't know, back a bef- little bit before the whole pandemic started, or maybe a little bit after it, right? Maybe around March twenty twenty. Um, I had I had some supernatural experiences where I started to uh, communicate with some sort of entity and starting to do a little channeling and. I started to get really into the occult, and I started to get into magic and I started to have some really crazy things happening. Like I'm talking about visions, um, having knowledge just like implanted into my brain, (laughs) getting little clues of stuff to research next uh, things lining up synchronously that just wouldn't should not ever line up. There was actual real magic at work as well as like these possessed people starting conversations with me on social media um it was wild it was wild and and because of these things, I started to get really into the occult and into magic and stuff like that and i I had uh, EA quetting on my show so e a quetting is a he's an occultist and he's wrote a lot of books, and we've had him on this show since practically the beginning. Um, EA Quetting was on the show probably what three or four times before Greg ever even came on. But apparently because I had EA Quetting on my show and we were talking about black magic and Lucifer, Luciferianism. Um, we covered so many different topics. We talked about his latest book and he, you know, EA is a left-handed magician And we had him on the show because he was popular at the time, and it's an interesting topic, and it's along the lines of the paranormal, supernatural, fringe sort of world that we cover, right, that I cover. So, you know, he was a good guest, and he was recommended by listeners, and we had him on several times, and he always did a good job. Um, But this latest time, because Greg and I had worked so hard to put this christianity message out there this pro jesus sort of message apparently there were some people that contacted greg about this show and did some tattletelling. you know trying to draw him into some drama and create trouble for god knows what reason just to because they're so into their bible thumping that they actually start to attack people which is crazy which makes no sense so these people are like tattletelling on me and they're saying saying that I'm a I'm a devil worshiper and how terrible it is that I'm talking about this stuff and, and and all of a sudden, you know, Greg he starts contacting me over social media and he just starts attacking me and calling me stupid, calling me um calling me names, and I was totally calm at first and I just said Hey, what are you doing, Greg? I've done nothing but try to help you. You know, this is this guest that I have on my show has nothing to do with you. EA has nothing to do with you. I had him on my show before you ever came on. But Greg kept insisting that because I had EA on my show, that I was making Greg look like he's satanic. Right? He kept insisting this. I said, no, that doesn't make sense, Greg. I have all kinds of guests on my show. I had EA on before you ever came on the show. What does that have to do with you? I have other guests on my show. I don't just have you on my show. Everybody knows you're a Christian. Everybody knows you write these books. I'm not, I'm not like associated with you that deeply. I've never met you in real life. I don't really know anything about you besides a bio that I read online. I'm a podcast host. I podcast. I get into other subjects and topics. Oh, he wasn't hearing that. He just kept telling me what a terrible thing I was doing. You know, I was, I eventually got pissed off and I started to defend myself. And, you know, I started to say some things that were kind of mean and some things that I, I probably, you know, wouldn't say if I had another opportunity. And I I was just telling him, you know, I was telling him, look, Greg, I'm not married to your show. I don't have to stick to this linear, traditionalist, fundamentalist, like Christian perspective. There's other things out there I want to explore. I'm doing my own research now, which I feel is really why Greg was attacking me. I don't think that he really thinks that I was making him look like a Satanist. I think that he was mad because I was getting into research and getting into things that were probably deeper than what he was talking about or writing about, you know, I I noticed odd things about him like that, like this sort of competitive, like almost hateful, high strung sort of personality type. And, you know, it just, it blows my mind because that was, that was literally the only time I ever was mean to him or aggressive towards him was after several unanswered insults from him where I finally just said, Hey dude, you know, leave me alone. Okay. I'm not married to you or your work. I do my own thing. My other guests have nothing to do with you. So please stay in your own lane. Stay in your own lane, Greg. Quit going crazy on me over social media because I don't prescribe to your exact Christian theories, okay? Just because I don't want to be your little sycophant. I don't. I don't want to be part of your cult, right? You always talk about, cults and how dangerous they are i don't want to be part of your call i'm not your i'm not your bitch i'm not your little servant i'm not your little butt boy i'm not your. i'm not your your um, squire i'm not your squire i don't know what would be going through his head where he would attack me because of my beliefs like that because or more specifically because i won't adhere to his very linear views on the Bible and Christianity. Now, the Bible can be interpreted many ways. There's all kinds of different types of Christians. There's all kinds of different types of faiths. And I completely disagree with him about, you know, just anything besides Christianity being evil and being a cult and being demonic and all that. I don't agree with that. You're calling a lot of different types of people, and a lot of different types of cultures, evil, which just isn't true. And, oh, it doesn't stop there. So I finally get fed up with Greg and I decide, you know what? I'm not going to take those shows that I did with Greg down. I'm not going to take them down. That'd be a dick move. I know people enjoy them. So I'll just leave them up and I'll block Greg and just be done with them. And it'll just be a nice thing to happen. And I'll go ahead and move on into the future. Right. So I block him and I'm thinking, okay, that's that, you know, I might've mentioned to Todd, Oh, hey, Todd, you're not going to believe what freaking Greg did, right? And, you know, ironically, uh, when I was arguing with Greg, he, he brought up Todd and he was complaining about Todd because Todd had called in when Greg was on and challenged him. He actually said something, to the, uh, something along the lines of, oh, you think this is all about Jesus? Well, what about this? What about that? And Greg wasn't really responding that well right he was kind of he wasn't doing horrible but he wasn't going he wasn't doing as well as we probably expected him to do we expected him to be able to answer those questions and just fire back right away and just refute anything that anybody had to say but he was struggling against Todd Todd was drunk off his butt and he was struggling against Todd he just could not really fully hang with him like i was thinking that he would and Fast forward, now we're arguing on Twitter, and he's bringing up Todd, the one guy that called in and asked him a question. Like, why do you have to attack my listeners? Why do you have to go after Todd? Just because he said one thing that was contradictory because he kind of stumped you a little bit, now you hate him? I thought you were this master debater. I thought you were just this huge intellect that was just going to you know, debate anybody about Flat Earth or debate anybody about creationism. So why are you getting so mad? (laughs) So uh, I block Greg. He's blocked now. He he blocked me back at some point. But I'm not going to sit there and argue with somebody like a little kid or like a jerk. I'm not going to sit here and waste my time and be immature and argue with somebody online. So I just brought things to a close and blocked him and moved on with my life like a grown-ass adult. So fast forward and this is like half a year later or closer to a year later. And I see Greg has made a video about me on YouTube and it's got, it says EA co editing and Daniel host of end of days radio. And he's, he, he makes this video where he has EA's book up there and he's, He's just saying the weirdest things. He's bashing us. First of all, he's saying horrible things about me, saying like I'm I'm duped by, duped by EA, and um, he's uh he's 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 using these like homophobic sort of slurs at the end, right? He's saying I'm I'm in love with EA because EA has long blonde hair and or, or something like that. Like he's saying I'm in love with them, right? makes me chuckle a little bit but my god how immature right not how homophobic and how immature and how lousy of a christian could you be to even want to do that right you know he's calling me gay like okay what's wrong with being gay i mean it's 2021 people i mean we joke around but are you really going to go down that road are you going to die on that hill not a good idea. So it's you know it's a it's a homophobic video at the end there, and the rest of it I barely understand. First of all, this is on Greg's actual YouTube channel where he put this video, and he's not even talking on it. He's using one of those computer voices. He's using the uh, AI voice, you know, the, the voice that talks like this. Daniel did this and that, and Eric did this and that, or EA did this and that. So he doesn't even have the balls to actually put his face on there. I've never seen his face. doesn't have the balls to actually um to use his own voice at least he's he's on there talking about gadrill i don't know why he's talking about gadrill i was talking about gadrill years ago so i think he's he's copying me which i've noticed him do before you know regarding other things as well um yeah, he's talking about Gadrill and what he's talking about in the video makes no sense. It it just sounds really, really hateful and really, really demented. Like he's just got this hard on for me now. And the fact that he's going after EA is ridiculous. EA was just a guest on my show. He's a good guest. You know, he has a lot of cool stuff to talk about. And, um, he, EA's actually been going through a lot lately and he doesn't need more shit like that really he's if you think that he needs to be punished for something believe me hes he's been um, de- 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 deplatformed and he's gone through enough you don't need to be making videos like that uh, just calling him a drug addict and tearing him down like that that's not cool If he if EA has those issues then you should be trying to help him as a Christian or you should be you know, talking about how he should help himself, or you—you you sh- you shouldn't be bashing him like junior high school, right? You're supposed to be the good guy. So why—why why do you call, need to call us? Call me gay, or call him a drug addict, or, or release this junior high school level video of y- you bashing us on your own channel? You're Greg. You're really just embarrassing yourself, buddy. You are, because I've done nothing but try to help you throughout the whole story. Throughout the whole thing, I have done nothing but try to promote your work and I've worked very hard on it. So when people see that, that doesn't reflect badly on me because nobody can even tell what the hell you're trying to say with that. And what exactly are you trying to pin on me that I had EA on my show? So what, dude? So what? Is that the best you can come up with to bash me about and to call me gay? Is that all you can come up with, dude? You can't, you, the big, great intellectual, you're, you're, you sound like Carmen from South park. You're, you're trying too hard. And that's really low brow of you. It's low class. It's distasteful. It's unethical. And that's not how you, if like think about how I would feel seeing that, do you think that's going to bring me back into Christianity or make me feel more comfortable with the Bible or more comfortable with the things you're talking about? No, people that, you attack like that, you're just going to push them further into atheism or left-handed magic or anything like that. And f- for your information, Greg, s- half a year before I even saw that video, I had actually sworn off black magic and the occult and and, got, and I started getting back into the Bible and stuff like that all on my own. So that video that you made of me, it, it hasn't even made sense for a long time now, literally. I'm all about I'm all about the, you know, all, all about the Bible. I'm holding up one right now on camera. I'm a, I'm I'm a Christian, but I'm an open minded Christian, right? I I get into other things. But the fact that you have that out there about me, something that's now completely untrue and out of context, again, it only makes you look bad. It looks really immature, it looks vindictive, it looks hateful. And I could come on here, I could come on here and drop to your level and actually criticize you, criticize like holes that I've noticed in your research. I could really tear you down. I could. I have the capacity to do it. And you know that. You know, I know, I know that you're threatened. I know you're threatened by my intelligence and by the fact that I research. I know you're threatened by the fact that I, I go on a show with you and I talk about things that sound just as intelligent as you do. I know you're threatened by the fact that a guy that has no college education can match you in that regard, but I'm still not going to play your game because I know you're just jealous. And that's the, that's the darn truth. I know that you're just jealous and I'm, I'm not going to drop to your level and I'm not going to bash you on that level. I'm just going to tell you to grow the hell up. Gregory, Lessing Garrett, grow the hell up, stay in your own lane and work on your own stuff rather than spending your time acting hateful towards me. Grow up, stay in your lane, and if if you think that this is helping you get your name out there or helping you sell books, you are so completely backwards. This makes you look bad. This makes people think that you're an immature jerk. And what chance that they would give to get into your stuff before, they're going to be completely turned off like I am. By the way, I see that you put... The interviews that we did together on your channel, you had never asked me permission to do that. Just because your voice is on there and we're talking about your stuff does not mean that that material belongs to you. You are stealing content. I don't care if you're on there. That's still my show. I invited you onto my show. You don't own that stuff, nor do you get to tell me what the fuck to do with my show or do with my life. Do you hear me, you pompous jerk? You don't get to talk about me that way. You don't get to talk to me that way. And you don't get to steal content from the show. And if you little troublemakers, little bitches want to go and run along and tell him that these things, then I would be grateful. Because what he's doing is wrong. And he should know that. And he should know that I came on here. And I did not sink to his level. And I told my side of the story. And I let him know that that's just not cool. And what what you're pushing, Greg, is not truth. Believe me, I've had a lot of guests on my show and you don't even know the half of it. You're just scraping the t- tip of the iceberg like we all are. In fact, your whole scientism thing, like you said yourself, is just designed to bring attention to works that were already written by somebody else. So that's not even really your thing. Is that why you're so mad, Greg? Because you're just republishing something that's already been done along many years ago. Is that why you're mad at me? Okay. Expand on it. Then take things and reinvent yourself. Don't take it out on me. Leave me alone. Leave my show alone. Quit harassing me. Quit stalking me. And if you don't stop, you're going to force my hand if you catch my drift. So I really recommend you stop stalking and harassing me, Gregory, Lesson, Garrett. If I said anything that's untrue on this show, sue me. But guess what? Every little thing that I've said on here is true. And if you're going to put a whole video up about me on YouTube, you better believe I'm going to respond, but I'm going to do it in a very concise and classy way. And that's that. I just dragged you guys on a what a uh, <laughs> forty minute forty minute little spiel, and that wasn't a spiel as a story about my wonderful interactions with Greg. You know, it's it's sad because. I've been told them, I said, when we're arguing, Greg, you should have just left this alone. We did a good thing together. We had a good thing going. Why didn't you just leave it alone? Why do you have to attack me like this and treat me like an idiot and talk down to me and force me to believe what you believe? Why do you have to do that? Why didn't you just leave it alone? And then you could come on my show. And I'm like right now I'm past all the black magic and occult stuff. Like right now we could be sitting down. And doing a show about your next book. Think about that. And what harm would that do? Do you think people would still think you're a Satanist? Or do you think people would really think you're a Satanist? Because you're coming on a show of a guy that explored the cult a little bit? Like, do you really think that? That's childish. It's stupid. We could be doing a show about your next book right now. But you had to burn that bridge. You had to attack me you know, do that homophobic stuff. And that's terrible, dude. Like what, what is, what, what is it that people do in their bedrooms amongst themselves? It's any of your business because it talks about the Bible. So what Bible talks about a lot of things, you know, that, that's not, that's not none of your business, dude. Like you're cutting out like people that you should be trying to save. Like what about gay people that feel alienated towards Christianity or Christ? You're telling them, you're, you're, you're telling them they have no ability to, uh, to see the truth through Christ. Sorry. It took me a to, second to, to decide how I was going to put that. So, uh, guy from the chat, Joe Dirt took some time. Bummer. People can act odd away. Good rant, Daniel. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I sort of wanted to talk about that whole topic tonight because like I said, um, you know i can't always count on tons of people jumping on on screen with me so i got to i got to be real and honest because that's how you really do real radio is you come on and you you know you just be yourself and you talk about what you got going on and you talk about what pains you and you you know you do it a way that where you can't get sued or anything like that i didn't make any false accusations against greg i just matter-of-factly said what happened you know on social media and what happened with him, yeah you know, what led to him putting that video out? If anything, I should be suing him for for putting that video out there. And I just might. if he doesn't you know cool that shit and doesn't stop like going around acting obsessed with me and acting like I'm his only way to any sort of readership or anything like that, I just might because we, like again, he should be out there going on podcasts. he should be out there promoting himself. Maybe he doesn't know how, or maybe he's just weak at it, but, um, that's not the answer is to, is to try to tear me down. I've got enough problems, dude. Look what's going on in the world. Look what's going on out there. And you're spending your time on this. You should be doing what I'm doing and trying to wake people, wake people up to all the, you know, stuff that's going on right now out there. That's what you should be putting a hundred percent into it. You should be, you should be like, if you really believe what you believe, you should be a leader right now, right? You should be trying to bring people back to God, not doing things for your own ego, doing things to put yourself above others and be superior. And that sort of intellectual superiority, that's as Luciferian as you can get. I told him that when we were arguing over social media, I told him, well, what about your ego? How is that any different than the intellectual elitism of the cabal, right? Start your own podcast, Greg. Hell, you know, you think it's easy getting people to pay attention to this stuff or listen or, of course, it's hard. But don't, don't like, and look, you, you have EA up there. Like you're obsessed with him now. What did he ever do to you? I bet he's never even talked to you or or even heard of you. Leave the guy alone. He has enough problems. You have a picture of his book up there. Why Why is that there? I'm sure that he's sold more of his books about, about demons and black magic than you have sold of your books. And do you realize that that actually makes you look overcompetitive and jealous to be making a video about him? And you think just because he's... Left-handed path or he's into magic or cult. You think you have a right to attack him. Like you're some holy warrior or something like that. That's not how it works, buddy. You judge people by their works. Not how they label themselves. And putting you two side by side. EA co has always treated me much better. Has talked to me like an equal. Has been kind to me. Has been respectful to me. Has added hours and hours of content to my show and has has never pushed it with me, has never tried to tell me what to think or what to do. He's treated me a million times better than you have, and that's just the truth. And and this is a, you know, a guy that's into black magic and the occult and all the things that you think are so terrible. I can put you two side by side and say he's probably a better person and a nicer person than you, and that says a lot. But anyways, enough of Greg. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm never going to mention him again because I wasn't even sure if I was going to mention him in the first place. I wasn't sure that I was even going to want to give him any more attention in this manner, but I just decided to go ahead and, and, uh, wow. Someone's asking about Michael. You want to go that far back (laughs) since we're opening Pandora's box, right? Well, let me take my hat off. I'm getting a little hot. Speaking of Dana Wyatt or Joe Rogan, (laughs) Um, but I'm just going to, I'm not going to talk about him ever again. I I will never have that man on my show again, ever, never. Uh, That bridge is burnt. I will, I will never speak to him again. I will never look at any of his material again. I'm just done with Greg period. And this is the first time I've ever actually come on the show and talked to in this manner about a guest and it doesn't make me feel good, but he just kind of went a little cray cray on me and he actually released a video talking about me publicly. And that's the only reason I'm responding. Other otherwise I'm just taking the high road and having nothing to do with it or anything to do with him. And I think he's going to find, I think after a year or two goes by, he's going to regret taking that course of action and realize how pointless and vindictive and spur of the moment and hateful it was. And I think he's gonna he's gonna probably wise up and hopefully it's not too late for him. Hopefully he's got some shred of credibility or sanity left, right? But uh whatever. Fuck him. What else could I say? Fuck him. Um, so hey Daniel, what happened to Michael from the old days? You know what? I've got time here. Why don't I get into that a little bit? But before we do that, I did see some other questions in the chat. So why don't I answer those first? Let's see here. Daniel, if aliens are demons, Jin, how do they abduct people? Is it just an illusion, magic, alchemy? I've had experiences, so trying hard to understand it. This is from uh, Jenny in the chat. Good question, Jenny. So, it's unfortunately, it's more complicated than that because we don't really know fully what's going on. We have some idea that aliens are demonic in nature, that especially alien abductions. There's certain clues. Like for example, when you're being abducted and you call out to Jesus name, Christ name, I mention the blood of Christ, stuff like that. It tends to stop the abduction, which is awesome, right? <laughs> we have a little magic trick in our pocket to kind of get out of that situation. But we have to really think to ourselves, what does that really mean? What are the implications of that? Does that mean that all aliens are sort of illusions? Are they CGI? Are they puppets? Are they suits? Are they hybrid, genetically, chemically engineered servants, insectoid and reptilian in nature? What is the truth there? I I can tell you my story. I mean, I have never been abducted by the Greys, but I've, I've known about them and I've I've thought about them since I was a kid watching unsolved mysteries and they'd have that creepy beginning and they'd show those gray aliens abducting people. I always thought they were creepy looking. And part of that is because of their big black eyes. To me, I feel that image that they create of the gray alien, if it is a created image, it's meant to terrify us. It's meant to, It's meant to cause us a feeling of horror because for one thing, you have those big black eyes that are bug-like and it also looks like a skull, right? So the little slit mouth and the little nose, right? It looks like if we were to take a human skull and then blow up the proportions and make the top half of the head really big and add these really dark black sort of eyes that, that that look kind of like bugs or look like uh th- they look like the uh, they look like the abyss itself right that's the blackness you're looking into i feel like if they were actual aliens and if they were actual flesh and blood like pleiadians or zeta reticulans or something from another planet they would have they could have big eyes but i think they would have pupils and I could even see the pupil and the iris being black, but I wouldn't really see the whole eye being black to me. This is more of a a visage, an image that's meant to horrify us to paralyze us, to cause fear. I think that's really more the intent of the gray alien. I can't prove that they could be something completely different i've I've heard a lot of things I've heard that they're Hybrids between the the mantids and the reptilians, and they're just used as worker drones. They go in these vats where they throw a throw cattle mutilation entrails into the vat, and it just kind of dissolves, and they absorb it through their skin. They have like this porous skin where they actually take an energy through their skin. I've heard that they are astral creatures that are actually more like avatars or puppets or flesh suits for demonic beings for that one or their or reptilians reptilians use them through some sort of remote interface there's that so as opposed to it being an illusion that's a possibility there are accounts of people going through abductions like let's say we know somebody's having an abduction And they're with us and we look over and there's no aliens around. They're just on their back, rolling their eyes around their head. There have been accounts like that. Quite a few of them. I'm pretty sure. So that begs the question, is it in their own minds? Is it some sort of demonic hypnotism? Very strong possibility that that may be the case. I feel it's a mixture of both. Like it's, it's real, but what you're looking at is is technology, like the ships that they fly around in, those are physical, they are actual real, but they're probably flying around different dimensions, shooting in and out of the astral plane, using some sort of really advanced fallen angel technology, demurgic astral technology. Um, You know, I've mentioned this name quite a few times, but if you go over to Montauk.net, there's a guy named Tom Montauk that writes about gray aliens and Reptilians, and he really fleshes the whole topic out. And I feel like you would learn a lot if you kind of got into his stuff and read his book, Discerning Alien Disinformation. There's quite a bit to sink your teeth into there. We never really get any solid answers, but I'm thinking more along those lines that these creatures aren't necessarily fallen angels. They might be demons of some kind. Um, I've heard them called the gigi and the gigi were from, were from uh, Sumeria, Sumer, sorry, Sumer. And they were created by Anki out of dead animal parts. And they were basically designed to be servants of the gods and carry out tasks that seems to be what they're doing nowadays. Um, I've also heard them called the Watchers or the Grigori. A Gigi and Grigori sounds very close. And they they both kind of mean the same thing, like an, a, a watchful eye or something that, that I think uh, a Gigi means the, the watchful eye that has sex or something like that, which means an, an, like an eye in the sky that comes down and has sex with human women. And I believe that's pretty much your description of the Watchers or the Grigori. I might be mixing my facts up a little bit, but you can really delve deep into this stuff. Again, answers, I don't really know. But can I find things that corroborate, that make sense, to kind of point us in the right direction? Sure. That's pretty much what I do all the time. Um You know, unfortunately, I, I hesitate to bring a lot of this stuff up because, you know, you do have a lot of crappy people out there that will just, you know, take your research or your ideas and run with it. And and that's really unfortunate because it makes me kind of hesitate before talking about certain things. But, um, like this topic, I I don't really know that much about. So I I just, I can just pretty much tell you everything that I know. Uh, I have had family members that were abducted by the greys and there was a whole thing of, the grays showing the hybrid child at the end of the whole abduction so really creepy hopefully I wasn't one of them um, I have had dreams of them but this was when I was a kid and this was when we were having a lot of UFO sightings around the property and that's when the ab- abduction of the family member took place so I think there is something going on with me with grays but like you were saying they very well could be demonic so we don't really know. We don't know if they were, we don't know what they're all about, but I think that they're going to play a big role in the future. Once the cabal decides to introduce the alien saviors or the alien creators, I'm sure we'll have some greys come down and interact with us. Uh, Most likely the human, the, Aliens that are unveiled will be human looking so that we can trust them, feel feel like they're on our side. They'll probably be taller than us. Kind of like the Anunnaki. They'll probably claim to be the Anunnaki. Oh, we created you. We're here to fix everything that you terrible humans screwed up. So I'm very watchful of anything ancient aliens or Anunnaki related, especially in terms of the greys and how things are going to, come together in the future with the plan with the antichrist and the grand great deception etc cetera, etc cetera. and that and again that's just a theory i don't know maybe the greys are really aliens from the pleiades or zeta reticuli or wherever people say they're from i don't really know i have an open mind right? A lot of people get mad when I give my opinion. They say, Oh, that's not true. Such and such channeler told me something different, or I read something different, or I intuitively channeled myself something completely different. That's fine. I'm not denying your version of reality. It's just as valid as mine. It's just that I have to answer you honestly what I think here in the moment. And the more I learn about this stuff, the more shows that I do, the more I read, the more I just realize, holy crap, you know, there's some things I can nail down, but Reality is whacked. (laughs) I'm not even sure if anything is really real in the first place. Maybe it's just all imagination and two things can be possible. Maybe the earth can be flat and round. You know, it's just how we see it. I've heard that idea thrown around. Reality is arbitrary. It's surreal. It's not set in stone like we would prefer. But anyways, let's keep things moving. Take another sip of this wonderful Coca-Cola classic. Oh boy. And it's probably going to be a shorter show today because again, nobody's hopped on yet and really the point of this show is to i'm not complaining because you know we're just getting this going and we've had plenty of people come on i don't know what it is about today if it's a special day or what but i don't really see a whole lot of people showing up so um i'm gonna go ahead and keep it short since i'm I'm not gonna do four hours of me ranting or complaining about shit right but uh somebody asked about Hey, Daniel, what happened to Michael from the old days? So, you know, great question. This topic has been covered extensively in the past, but I understand that not everybody has heard those shows and they're probably wondering, oh, Daniel, why are you on your own now? Why are you doing your own show? And the people that listen to the show consistently, they don't want to hear about it anymore because you know, we it was just so much drama and such a big thing back when it happened that um, they're just kind of sick of it. But I'll go ahead and let you know what happened in a nutshell so basically what happened with Michael and I is we just outgrew each other right there was a time when we were first starting out we were using webcams for our microphones and we could barely feel any of the time at all we just kind of sit there and try to think of something to say right and we really needed each other back then we needed to have a co-host there that was into the same stuff as us that we could sit there and talk to and make things, you know, funny and entertaining and, and interview our guests and feel comfortable and all that. But you see with podcasting, nobody's getting paid, right? Nobody's getting a paycheck. There's no salaries. You know, there's no like on the Howard Stern show, Robin Quivers and Gary, And Fred, they all get a paycheck. They all get salary. But we weren't really getting anything. We were just doing the show to spread truth and wake people up. And really the only reward is, you know, whatever sort of attention you get or or fame you feel about yourself or, you know, what it does for your ego. So it it just got to the point where we, we both wanted to be there on the mic, right? I didn't feel like I was getting enough talk time. I would kind of start off the show, uh, Michael would take control of the interviews, and he would take a little bit too long sometimes before getting back to me and letting me take control of the interview and actually, you know, be a part of the show. And I I felt that as time was going on, we were both trying harder and harder to grab the mic and hold on to the mic. And it was turning into fighting. It was turning, you know, we were getting frustrated with each other. We both had different ideas where to take the show. He was really into bell gab. I was more into marketing the show in other places. Um, he was into George Norrie. I was an art bell guy i i didn't didn't like the George Norrie stuff, So we were really butting heads in a lot of different ways and it was a shame because we were really good friends and you know, we were having this falling out and um basically, what ended up happening is we split up and we just ended up doing our own shows um, I kept doing end of days radio because i came up with the name end of days radio and he started doing a show called end of days with michael deacon they were both using the same name and that that was just kind of how it went and i think over time he um decided to kind of differentiate himself and drop the end of days and just started doing the michael deacon program and if you want to hear him you can go look that up but um you know it's it's fine now we've talked a few times and uh, talked about doing some kind of get together or some kind of simulcast or something like that i'm totally still down with doing that um he's he 's probably a little bit sore about it still i mean i don't know i can't read his mind maybe he is maybe he doesn't care i don't know but i I definitely like to do something like that do some kind of collaboration and uh you know if not that's fine too i'm perfectly comfortable here on my own since I started doing a show by myself this show has you know that my show has grown much much bigger than it was back then and um I, I think has improved a lot and i i know that what kind of stinks is that it, it and i totally agree with this don't think i'm insane i don't understand how it works it's better to have a show with a co-host i get that because you have someone there to banter with the pace is quicker there's more personalities but that's the point of doing an open line show like this, because now you guys are my co-hosts, right? So you guys can be my co-hosts at any time. Having a co-host, I, I see so many people getting into podcasting. They all make the same mistake. They're like, oh, I need a co-host. So what? You're going to go find someone that's, like, into your show, and you're going to, like, manipulate them and control them and get them to work for you for free, et cetera, et cetera. It, that's not real life. It's not. It's you. If you If If you have people working for you, you have to pay them um that's what happened to me and eliza jordana in the kermit and friends podcast i you know i was i was uh over there and i was getting into that show i was on that show i was becoming a recurring character but it just seemed to me like the mentality around that show was the mentality was like okay Lisa's a hot chick and we all kind of do things for her because she she's beautiful or she has looks or she's um you know she looks a certain way that's how it felt to me and me ha- already having the experience of knowing that you shouldn't have a situation like that where people are working for free I just know kind of where that sort of mentality will head. You'll have people that like she has people, a lot of different people contributing to her show. And, and, you know, that's the way that they do things. it it works for them. It works for her. I'm not necessarily suggesting that she just change everything right away, but there's just kind of like this, purveying mentality that everybody's into Elisa like they're like they're into her romantically you know what I mean like the whole mentality is always focused around like we do things for her because she's beautiful even if we don't get anything back and I just don't vibe with that at all I I'm just you know I got kind of uncomfortable with that group I I started um, saying how it was a, a beta male mentality to act that way I became very outspoken and things got heated and I, I just really had a falling out with the whole cast of characters over there and, and just decided to kind of, um, depart from that situation. You know, I saw some things that were, um, I, I saw some things that were kind of over the top with some of the comedy that was going on. It was not really my type of humor. Yeah. I like the light comedy stuff. I, Some of the stuff it was a little bit too too potty humor, and I I just you know things things kind of got weird between me and Elisa, and um, it it was like she was or or some of the people that were accusing me of being one of these people that was like had a romantic interest in her, and you know after that I was just like okay I'm out of here this is that's not true at all I mean I, I liked Elisa I thought she was hilarious on the Howard Stern show, but I always just kind of viewed her as you know, more of a celeb or something like that, but it's just because that's how everybody over there thinks they all have like a little crush on her and that's how she sees the world. Um She just sees men as, as a uh, people to obtain things from. And sadly, there's a lot of women out there that kind of have that mentality. Again, I'm not worried about like getting sued or anything like that because that's her character. That's her character who she portrays on the Howard Stern show. That's kind of, you know I don't I don't even know how real it is it, it feels like you know with her a lot of things it's like pro wrestling you don't really know what's real and what's fake like she has that whole romance with Andy Dick and that's something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way too because you know I think Andy Dick's funny but he also committed all these acts of um sexual assault right and she's talking about being for women for being against abuse and stuff like that meanwhile she's Dating or pretending to date this guy that um, took his 17 year old shirt off in public, or he, he was in an Uber car and he grabbed the guy's penis or he, (laughs) right. Or he, he got a restraining order put against him by these people that didn't want him going near their kids. And there's all kinds of stuff like that. And I totally get that. Andy has a lot of fans and he has a lot of problems. He does sort of seem like a nice guy. Like he was on camera and I was kind of hanging out there and, you know, he seems like he likes Elisa. Like he, I, I think he's, he like loves her sort of, but he's gay. So he just likes her like emotionally or something like that. That's sort of my take on it. But at the same time, it's like Elisa, you know, this guy is about to go to jail. Once again, you're making yourself look desperate. You are you look like you are just trying to attach yourself to any sort of celebrity in order to make yourself look like a celebrity. And that it it doesn't really work. It looks more pathetic. Whereas if you were to just like interview people and bring funny comedians on your show and just like slowly work your status up to where people respect you more as an interviewer and a host and an entertainer, I think she could totally do that. And that was that was the point I was trying to make make with her. And I even offered to become her producer because, you know, I produce this show and I'm good at producing podcasts and marketing and stuff like that. But, you know, her crowd just did not like that idea. Some people were cheering me on. They're like, oh, Daniel would be a good producer. But um, I, I had asked if she could pay me to do it. And, again, there's a mentality there where if you're passionate about the show, then you contribute for free. And the the guy that was doing a lot of the contributions, you know, I found out he's, like, madly in love with her. And she doesn't really want anything to do with him on that level. And that's just really kind of stinky and depressing. And, you know, there's a lot of guys like that that will try to buy love and just throw money around and buy gifts. And there's women out there that look for those types of guys and want gifts and money and stuff like that. And, you know, I've been around them my whole life. I know that both exist out there. I've never been that type of person myself. I don't really buy things for a woman to get her affection like all buy presents and like surprises every once in a while after we've been dating for a while but not like I'm gonna buy you stuff so that you'll like me because I have low self-esteem and I think I need to do this if you catch my drift I've been in situations where I probably could have done that before maybe should have done it a little bit but I just did I just don't for one thing i'm not a rich man you know i'm always begging for donations by the way go to endofdaysradio.com you got paypal as well as bitcoin i really appreciate those donations (laughs) but i'm not a rich man and i i would prefer somebody that's like me right somebody you don't have to be like a 10 out of 10 in the looks if you're just like a 7 or maybe even a 6.5 that's fine um somebody who has beliefs that are sort of similar to mine somebody that doesn't think that they're a deity, you know, somebody that's just more down to earth and recognizes that everything's not perfect and everything won't be. And somebody that just wants to have like a, a normal sort of relationship with a man rather than, you know, trying to become be, rather than trying to um, climb the social ladder. Right. Um, maybe I do that a little bit in the sense that I always want my show to be more popular. I want people to know who I am. I want I want to be a popular podcast host or radio host, but at the same time I know how hard it is and even radio right now, so many guys are getting fired or they can't find jobs. Like Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh my god, poor Bubba, look that guy up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, you know, circling back, uh, you know, besides all that Elise's stuff and um that again, probably somebody that I doubt I'll have anything to do with in the future. I, I don't need to, to attach myself to her. So I have my own show. You know, I, I wish her luck with that and um I hope that she finds a guy that she really likes instead of all these like peon sort of people, if that makes sense. No offense to anybody, but you know what I mean. She probably should find like a Christian guy around her age, since she's a Christian now and um you know look for a real fulfilling relationship rather than like the Andy Dick stuff and all that. This is my opinion you know, it's whatever I doubt I'll talk about it again, but, you know, just to kind of close that storyline off of Daniel and Kermit and friends and all that, (laughs) try to do a conclusion. But, um, you know, with, with Michael, uh, I think it's better this way because now he can do his show and he can be the center of attention and he can work to create a platform that is notable and he can do that freely without me getting in the way and vice versa. And I think we're both much happier with the situation now. And I feel like, you know, because Michael was a part of my um, mixed martial arts forum and I kind of picked him out of the crowd to do a show with, I do feel like I helped him get his start a little bit. I'm sure people would disagree with that and they would say that I'm taking credit for something or et cetera, et cetera. But I don't feel that way. I do feel like I picked him out of a crowd and I got I, I, I didn't make the decision for him. He did it for himself, but I did help him along in a key time to help get him started and something that he really loves to do and really enjoys. So I, I do take pride in that. I, I kind of consider his show to be a little bit of a spin off of this one. And, you know, he's like I said, he's welcome back here to come on or do a simulcast or something like that. So all's, all's well that ends well, um, you know, ne- neither of us are making tons of money doing this. I don't know if he does, but I know I don't, So um, I think we should support each other and think communally and all of us should consider ourselves to be on the same team because it's really the censorship and the big brother stuff and the mainstream and all the people that are trying to shut us down that are the the true enemy. And if I could, you know, go back and erase some of that bickering back and forth and some of the nasty things being said back and forth, I, I certainly would because that really did not benefit anybody and, In the end, we got two great podcasts out of it. A lot of people complain, like, oh, well, you guys were better when you were together. Yeah, no doubt. But, you know, Howard Stern was better when he had Jackie on there. He was better when he had Artie on there. But, you know, Jackie quit the show. That was his choice. Um, Artie was having problems. And with me and Michael, it just wasn't working anymore. And you guys have to understand that it wasn't working for us. It might have been working for you guys out there. But it was not working for us, and you know I've had my ups and downs since then. That story is just not even an issue for me anymore. I've had so much drama in other areas, as I've outlined. You know the stuff with Greg or Eliza. You know it's just a lot of this stuff's just a waste of time, especially during these times when every one of us should be preparing for what's going on out there. Okay, we've done about an hour and a half. I'm not sure how long I'm going to go tonight. Um, let me see if I have any more questions. Uh, let's see. That would be awesome. Swapcast with Todd. <laughs> Todd. Todd just sent me some books in the mail, so that's pretty cool. Thought, you know, I don't really um mention when people donate and stuff like that, but... He sent me some pretty cool books. I got a whole stack of them, and that's really cool. I mean, I've I sent him, him stuff too, so don't think that it's just I'm just like uh, taking a tribute here. I've sent him uh, like a really cool book before and some other stuff, so uh, I do send stuff back occasionally. I got really into thrifting. I don't know if any of you guys are into thrifting, but oh boy, when you get into that, that can be fun. I know it's sort of an old lady thing to do. I hope I'm not boring the pants off of you, but oh my god. And you can find a lot of magic, paranormal stuff in the book section too. Just don't tell Greg. Don't tell him I'm looking at magic books. He might go crazy on me again. he's going to pull a gun on me. I'll be, I'll be like, it'll be in the future and I'll be up there on the podium and I'll be like doing some kind of talk. You know, I'll be, I'll be talking about like reptilians or something. And then this guy will walk on stage and he'll pull out a gun and he'll just shoot me and he'll start like cackling. and be like, oh my God, it's Greg. He finally, he assassinated Daniel because he's, he had, he had EA quitting on his show. Yeah. And you know what? EA is, he's welcome to come on this show. Um, I know that things have been rough for him lately, but he's always been good to me. So I, I support him. I support what he does. And, um, you know, he, he probably has to think about, um, you know the way he markets and stuff like that because that's changed. But I definitely think he's a good person, and I think that he's had some serious ups and downs in his life, and it's it's part of his journey. And this whole thing with people judging him, or uh, the the media, or Big Brother, or the Illuminati, or whoever's doing it, going after him—it's just a bunch of bullshit. He's he's he he's probably going a little bit too deep into some of this magical stuff that is precious to certain secret societies and stuff like that. So if he's coming under fire, I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. So um you know I I totally support EA. He's he's a good guy. Um I don't judge people based on how they they identify religiously. I'm just me. Todd's just Todd. We're all just ourselves and none of us know the whole truth and we should Always be open to more growth in whatever direction. Sometimes we find that through religion and spirituality. Sometimes we find that by getting away from religion and spirituality. Let's see. judd after three to four years listening to On Off, I'm happy to say that you've entertained me. Haven't always liked every show, but that's okay. Just glad someone like you is out there speaking your th- thoughts. Thank you. You know, I try to look at the big picture. Like, I sort of knew that People, I was I didn't have like a whole crowd, crowd as usual, come ready to come on the show. But I said to myself, you know what? This is an opportunity to do something different and to talk about some things that have been going on and to, you know, show a little growth rather than have the same show every time. So, I just decided it's Friday night. I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna do what I promised to do. I'm gonna keep coming on Friday nights, and I'm gonna just talk and talk and talk and. If anybody wants to come on, they can come on. And if not, that's fine. I'll just do a shorter show like I was talking about. But I do have some other stuff I need to get to besides just talking about drama. Let's see here. So let's get into some news. News. So as many of you are aware, it does seem that some of the mandates and restrictions, the Lockdown, it seems to be easing off a little bit. As you know, the Supreme Court just shot down Biden's vaccine mandates for companies with over 100 workers as well as – let if I'm getting this right – as well as um, federal workers. That's a big one, right, because that was one of the earliest ones and what really kind of got this all the stick. So Supreme Court said no, that's unconstitutional. You can't just take over this country and do whatever you want with it, which is a problem we've had in the past here. So yay. Yay. Go constitution. Go America. Fuck. Yeah. America, America, America. We stopped the dragon in his tracks. We stuck our foot up and his nose rammed right into the bottom of our soul. Right on the bottom of our boot. Right? We said, no, this is unconstitutional. You can't make us do this. Regardless, how you feel about this that's what happened over the past week right so now it feels to us all like we are going back to normal a little bit right which is a, really a good thing cuz i've been miserable since this all started i hate wearing masks i hate people telling me what to do i hate the idea of you know doing certain things that are suspect you know, I won't get too into it, but um this is a good thing. And I wanted to share something that happened just to kind of isolate and explain what might be going on in this country, because something happened here locally. Like, I'm sure many of you have heard that they're talking about putting camps up in Washington for people that are contagious, people that are that take the COVID test and it gets a positive there's actual camps being set up or or at least somebody made videos making it look like there are so you know somebody joe dirt he just mentioned something key every piece of news is fake and every piece is true you might not agree but it's a distraction he just said that in the chat and that's key right here that's key because it's really hard to tell what is real like there is this man this is hard to explain there is this Then going around on social media, it was a picture supposedly from an email that came from the Washington Health Committee saying, oh, we're going to talk about um, detention centers and giving health officers the authority to have the police lock individuals up in their home or in a designated site, et cetera, et cetera. So this was being passed around on social media. I saw it. A lot of other people saw it. They went crazy. They went crazy. I went crazy. And. I'm I'm talking about this on social media. I'm like, look what's going on in my state, people. Look, this is the end of days. They're talking about putting, putting us in concentration camps. And uh, I actually did some fact-checking. That's something I do now because I am an activist. To, and for me to be able to do what I do, I need to fact-check myself. Otherwise, I'm constantly going to be feeling dumb. And I recommend everybody do that as well. So I go online. I start fact-checking. Is this true? Are they really planning to do this? turns out it was like half true i guess the washington health committee had received thousands and thousands of phone calls telling whoever worked there that they were not going to go to a camp that they were pissed off you know thousands of calls like this i guess there was even death threats and there were people in washington state were calling the sheriff's departments freaking out talking about camps being dragged away and the Washington Health Committee responded, said, no, we were never talking about anything to do with camps or giving health officials authority to um, put people under quarantine or anything like that. And I'm like, hmm, but it says in the law here that you could do that under certain circumstances. This is this in is 2016 it says that you could do that this. So there are things that were put into the law before the pandemic began that would allow them to do that so that's why i say that it's like half true i hope i'm not confusing you guys the way i explain things sometimes i explain things badly like in reverse but that's basically what's been going on here and and what i think is i think that this is the reaction that they have been getting all over the world we know that there have been riots in australia because they have detention centers quarantine camps we know that they've had these riots. We've had these, God, I'm so tongue-tied tonight. They've had these riots in Germany. Uh, They're starting to have them in Canada. For example, I went to the store the other day, and I was coming out of the store, and I see all these people gathered outside, like an army of people holding up signs that are against the mandates. These weren't Antifa or Proud Boys or anything like that. They were just normal Seattle families, normal Seattle families that are just Deciding, there are even kids out there, they're deciding to go out there and do something about what's going on. They had some serious looks on their faces. So what I think is happening is they've experimented and they've pushed us as far as we will allow them to push us for now. If they keep pushing us, they're going to get riots worldwide, which is a legitimate threat to either their power or their plan. Right? Because those two things are very important to them, their power and their plan. If you threaten either one, then you give them reason to back off a little bit and go back to normal partially. That doesn't mean the agenda is over. It just means they're going to back off enough to make all of us people that are saying it's the end of days look totally wrong and make all the things that we're saying look fake. And then over time... They'll keep working on the narrative, working on the argument, and once they get everybody convinced that it's okay to do certain things, then that is when they're going to kind of do the same thing again, but probably next time it'll be worse. So that's what, as of now, that's what I think is going on. But that's fine with me to a certain degree, because I'm so tired of this, and I'm not ready for the world to come to come to an end. I have things I need to do. I want to get back to life. I want to get back to normal. And as I've said before, we know that it's not the end of days because the third temple in Israel has not even begun construction yet. That's something that's always bothered me about this. You know, the whole idea of it's on. This is it. The, the signs aren't fully matching up. Some of them are. I do think that we're on the brink. I do think we're on the brink of the tribulation. It could start any day or any year, but we got to look at the facts. We have to look at what signs that we've actually seen as biblical believers or spiritual people, or at least people that are curious. We have not seen the two witnesses. We have not seen the third temple being built. We have not seen the antichrist rise to power and the antichrist is supposed to be the one that tells you to take the, the beast, the mark of the beast, right? And it's supposed to go in your wrist or forehead. It's either going to be a chip going in your wrist that can be scanned, right? Or it, it's going to be an implant in your brain like Neuralink, like what Elon Musk is working on. It's going to be either one of those things. It's not, I, 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 hear, I hear people say, well, that can also mean your arm because of this, and this. Yeah, maybe, but probably not. It's probably got to be in your wrist. Or your forehead. Then you have all the other signs that haven't played out yet. We don't really know where we're at on the timeline. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, You know, me personally, I was looking forward to seeing Christ. And I still am. So I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) But this is a good thing overall. I mean, I want to get back to normal. You guys want to get back to normal. Give us a breath of fresh air. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to beg a bunch of pedophiles to lay off of me. But I'm just going to tell them, you know, give us a break, back off. If you guys know what's good for you and your plan, because I'm closer to you and I know you more than you, or you know how close I am to you and you know how much I know about you. And that's not to hint around that I'm a part of that or anything like that. That's not what I mean. It's just I'm more intimate. I'm more intimate with the Illuminati than most people or other researchers or other anyone, because I actually went down the rabbit hole and met people that were in that organization and um, you, you know learn things that are much se- more secret and deep than uh, th- they want me even talking about you know, they, they've told me when and where I can talk about certain things and um, it, it wasn't threatening at that point but th- they have also threatened me as well and threatened my family and again I'm not one of them. This was all happening when I was getting into the uh, black magic, and the occult, and the Luciferianism and stuff like that. That's when they began communicating with me through certain means, and I, I believe they still do it. Things have been quiet lately, which I like. You know, ever since I, I became a you know a Christian or a higher vibration, better person at least, I have not had problems with possessed people. I have not had that type of freaky shit happening, which is great. I'm not sure that they can even do that stuff when you are, when your vibration is high, if that makes sense. Like there's certain rules they have to follow. Like if you're not a piece of shit, they can't do stuff like that to you. (laughs) Something like that. You know, obviously it's more complicated than that, but I I just don't want anything to do with that stuff anymore. It's, I'm sorry if that makes me more boring, Than when I was this big like sorcerer occultist. But I just don't find that it does much for you. I I find that you try to do things to make money. Or benefit yourself. Or change things. But everything comes with a price. Right? It's all got a price tag on it. And for you to even be involved in the left hand. Or the black magic world. Or the Illuminati. um, Definitely means you're probably involved in some sort of parasitic, vampiric um, some stuff to do with blood, stuff to do with demons. It's all kind of along the same lines. And I get that it's more complicated. I totally get that. Um, I, I know that there's more to the Bible and the gods, and, and there's more to the whole situation. I fully intend to keep exploring that stuff, despite what Gregory blessing Garrett thanks or despite what he tries to do to me or despite what some of these other rural hardcore types try to do to me because I know that they're not really following the way I know that Christ just came here to give us some basic truths about God and a lot of that forceful stuff that comes from the church it comes from paganism it's ball worship you know the old gods they want you to submit to them that's what that is all about the real actual God, the father source. This is who Christ was talking about. You got to go through him to get to the father. So that kind of means it's a, it's a clue that he's not going to speak to us directly. Like the gods of old that tell us to sacrifice a goat or sacrifice our children or something like that. If that makes sense, hopefully it does. (sighs) Moving forward. Um, I did want to mention that, let's see, we got mandates and also Ireland just announced it's completely dropping all COVID restrictions and mandates. So another win, another big win for truth, another big win for freedom. It looks like the, you know, shortly before this happened, the uh, CDC did admit that the boosters were not working so there's another one it's like it just all fell apart within a few days i had people telling me oh you better go get vaccinated howard stern was saying that unvaccinated people should die imagine how he feels now that the narrative is sort of flipping howard's gonna look oh he's gonna look bad he's gonna look really bad he's probably already thinking of what he's gonna say because now the people that were being forceful and being dicks about it and acting like they were right, now they all, its it's been exposed that they are sheep. Right? And that includes the majority of my family who ostracized, ostracized me and, um, and uh, rejected me and um, slandered me because my beliefs are different from theirs. You know, the, all of them. Not all of them. There's a few that know are cool that are you know a little bit more open-minded and spiritual but you know for the most part just whatever it says on tv whatever it says on the radio whatever the other libtards believe that's what we believe Mm. fuck them sorry that's how i feel okay moving on uh So NFTs, NFTs, a lot of people are getting into crypto. I decided I wanted to start talking about crypto more, but I got to be careful about that. I am into crypto, as many of you know. I'm not like really super into it, but I am into it. I don't talk about it on this program. I don't talk about it really on Twitter because I don't like to give financial advice, and I'm afraid that if I talk about, oh, Go buy this coin or go buy this, you know, buy this uh token that people will lose money. And they'll blame me for it, right? That's why all these crypto people say, oh, I'm, they're sure to say I'm not a financial advisor. So, uh yeah, here's Joe Dirt in the chat again. He says, the World Health Organization said, don't give it to children. Others dropping mandates possibly. Hmm, wonder what's coming next. So a lot of us are wondering what's going on. And there's a lot of theories out there. I'm not going to circle back. Back to this, but that's kind of the prevailing message right now. Is everybody's wondering what the hell is going on? Why is why is everything changing? Like, did we do something? Is something about to come out? Is there more information coming out? Do they just not need it anymore? Is it just to kind of get five G in place, and and now they're going to move on to the great reset? That's sort of what the narrative has become. Now Bill Gates is talking about climate change again. I don't know. I'm sure we're going to find out though. I'm sure that the sleuths, the the QAnon sleuths and the the other Reddit sleuths out there and people like that, I think they'll find out what's going on and they'll find out why they're doing this and what may have led to them changing the narrative if it wasn't just the whole plan the whole time. Oh, you know what I got to talk about? I got to talk about Poppy again. Um did I talk about this on the last show? I probably did, but the whole thing about poppy doing these videos years ago and she's actually it's like two or three years before the pandemic even started and she's got the veil on and she's got a little germ or a virus stuck to the veil and she's like mocking you know the whole thing's meant to like mock the whole idea of wearing a mask when the viruses could just get in there And this is years before it even started that's trippy man it's like why can't you just show that to people And make them understand that this is all part of a plan. Why doesn't it work like that? It's like you show people. They're like, oh, my God. What is this? I'm scared. And they just, like, shut it out. That's the reaction I've been getting. But some people are like, oh, yeah, here, there's proof. Poppy. She's creepy. Poppy. Um. (laughs) That stuff even creeps me out. I I can handle a lot. But, boy, that Poppy stuff is weird. I think I already talked about this though. So let's move on. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm just deciding what to kind of talk about. Super is coming up. You know, a lot of people think that that's a ritual. I'm curious what it's going to be like this year. I'm wondering what sort of little clues and hints they're going to give us about the feature. Um, what, what sort of Illuminati ritual will take place during halftime. As you know, I talk a lot about the Lady Gaga Super Bowl performance, but how incredible it was and how much symbology was in there. You know, how how Lady Gaga can just like turn on this other personality in a second and you can actually see her do it during that performance. You can see her switching into one of her alters. So I'm curious who they're going to go with this year and how that's all going to play out. What how is it going to play out into um are they going to do a ritual that creates some sort of magic currents that's going to carry us into the next few years? Is that is that what they're going to do? Um, I'm probably going to save some of this stuff. Some people ask me why I don't talk about Robert Seffer or bring him on my show. Um, you guys know Robert Seffer. He does videos about, and he writes books about alternative history and like mud flood orientated stuff. I actually did get it into Robert Suffer, but I came across something that I'm just being honest. I came across something that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, in one of his videos, <coughs> excuse me, he's, he's really into this idea of like white people, white people are persecuted and like white people are so beautiful and majestic. And like, in some of his videos that he was making, it felt like he was just being a little bit too pro white people like, you know, talking a little bit too much how how beautiful white people are and how incredible they are, and and then in the comments, um, some people were bringing up other things that make that make other races stand out, and and he was being really argumentative with them and kind of pressing the point that you know white people are sort of the best race or they're superior. And when I saw that stuff, it just really rubbed me the wrong way because I, I don't go for, and I, and I'm not saying he's like a Nazi or. You know, I, I'm not accusing him of anything. I, I just saw something there that just made me sort of decide that his stuff is not really my thing. I don't really believe what he's pushing there. I don't believe that the white race is being subject to a genocide. That's just so stupid. I mean, come on. Like clearly it's the other way around and it's like Africa and, you know, the native peoples of the Americas, et cetera, the people that live in Palestine, you know, the the people with more melanin in their skin that are the ones being persecuted. I would never buy into that. Well, I can't say never. I did sort of buy into some of that stuff, you know, years ago. Um, a lot of what you'll see in the truth community is sort of this sort of pro Hitler mentality, which I, I hate now. I used to vibe to it because I would just believe everything that I read coming from the world of conspiracy or truth. And I was sort of led to believe that Hitler was this big hero against the, uh, the cabal or the Illuminati, the, the Zionists. But, you know, if you keep researching Hitler and you keep learning more about him, you'll learn that it wasn't really like that. He was actually being funded by these people and he was being created by them. And he was, a, he was a puppet of them and he was meant to serve a particular purpose that's what you will actually find if you, if you keep getting into it. You're not gonna, you're not gonna like Hitler as much as you, not Nazi, neo Nazis out there probably like him right now. <laughs> uh, but what you should consider from the from the start is that Hitler is a fascist. He's a fascist dictator. A good person is not a fascist dictator. A good person is not that controlling over their own people. Do you understand what I'm saying? A good person is not a fascist. A good person doesn't give credit to everything that they learned to the Jesuits, which is what Hitler did. He said, the Jesuits mastered it. Everything I do is based on the Jesuits. See, Hitler was doing this because he had a lot of inside information. He was very educated about the uh, cabal, the Illuminati, you know, those people. And, And he knew certain things. And, he, he knew about what the Jesuits have done in the past and he knew to emulate the Jesuits and he knew what type of power that would give him. That's not a good person. That's not a hero. And people that, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. I think that we see a lot of African American pride stuff and a lot of Latino pride stuff and even a little Asian pride stuff. And people that are Caucasian, they feel like, well, I want to I want to feel pride or I want to get into something like that but it, you just don't really want to go there. It just, you know, whatever whatever uh arguments you can form for how unfair it is that minorities get certain attention and stuff like that. If you're a white dude, you're going to have an easier time finding a job. That's just the truth. That's the reality out there. So I don't really want to hear how Hitler is a hero about how the white race is going extinct. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of white people in the Illuminati that aren't extinct yet. You know, they're part of the black nobility and people that are connected to the royals and and um, people at Bilderberg that are white. I don't see a lot of black people at Bilderberg. I don't see a lot of black people becoming president of this country. I don't see a black royal family in England. Well, you do have Meghan Markle. So we're getting there, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's very obvious that there's no white genocide going on. There might be genocide of certain bloodlines. I'm open to that. Things about that. That makes sense. But you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Or f- fool me. Like George W. Bush says, how does he say it? Fool me. You're going to fool me again. <laughs> he says something that doesn't even make sense um oh we have some comments coming in um somebody apologies on spanish i i'm not sure why you don't have more people watching wait we all know probably start court somewhere you know it's just kind of a slow day i don't know what it is like the last show i did like this tons of people showed up tons of people wanted to jump on cam whereas today it's like i'm just sort of on here on my own maybe that's how it's meant to be there's people watching there's people that will watch but yeah, it's just kind of a slow day today. I apologize for that, but I decided to not let my expectations of how many people are gonna show up to the live show control the show or control the schedule. I decided that if I'm really a broadcaster, if I'm really a host, a podcast host, radio host, whatever, I need to come on consistently and do my thing and not lean on you know, lean on the audience or lean on a co host or anything like that. You know, we're we're talking about michael earlier and you know i think we early on we would lean on each other and of course we got stronger at it and we wanted to you know take it up a notch and we were kind of in each other's way but um i i don't think that you have to have a co-host i think that if you don't you should at least open up your phone lines like somebody like i don't know rush limbaugh i don't remember him having any kind of host or anything like that he's pretty much the biggest radio guy of all time not that I agree with any of the bullshit that comes out of his mouth, but you you catch my drift. You don't like that sort of a thing that I'll hear from time. Like, oh, Daniel, you're great. You just need a co-host. Well, I would love to have a co-host. I would, if I, if I had an unlimited budget, I would go find some young lady with triple D's and pay her a salary to just come on my show and, you know, just talk about whatever, whatever right. That'd get a lot of viewers. A lot, of, uh, a lot of new fans. <laughs> probably pe- I, I, I would become the co-host at that point, right? <laughs> um, I think that's kind of what Alex Jones did, isn't it? He found some young girls that were a little heavy in the chess department, and he put them on and became a little bit more popular around during when Trump first got elected. And, but no, seriously, I would if I had an unlimited budget, I would build a team kind of like the Howard Stern show, I'd find a Robin Quivers and I would find a Fred and I would put a show together, but it's just a podcast. I'm you guys got to realize that that's not how this works. There's no co-host in podcasting uh, except for when people first get started and they're just doing it for fun. And, you know, some of these people do get paid by iHeartRadio radio or by uh, what's Joe Rogan on Spotify, So some of these people do get paychecks. A lot of podcasts are regular radio shows that become podcasts. But no, not this cookie. I'm not going to ever have any co-hosts because you guys are the co-hosts. You can call in and join me at any time. Uh, Moving forward. You know, I'm glad that this show went down like this today because I needed to talk about this. I need to get some of this stuff off my chest, especially this Greg thing. Like I feel a lot better that I said my piece about it. Rather than, you know, all these people running around. Oh, Daniel, you're such a horrible person. You you were not kind to Greg. Or, you know, this this way everybody has all the facts. And if people come across that video he made of me, which doesn't even make sense anyways, at least now they know my side of the story or they can look it up, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm glad things came together this way. I just, you know, I'm I'm not cool with that guy anymore. And I would hate for people to not actually know how he can behave at times because people see a lot of different versions of me on here like they see my full personality you know, sometimes i'm cool sometimes i get a little angry not all my opinions are what you, you're gonna agree with and I, I think that's good that people see this side of him because i know a lot of people through this show hold him in very high esteem And that's fine. I mean, you know, that's great. I definitely want to help out my guests. But once that person starts coming after you in a really unfair manner, it kind of makes me like, okay, I would want you guys to at least see my side of the story here and see how this person is in reality actually treating me and how he handles a situation where somebody, you know, drifts off from from his uh, what he would consider his teachings or his research or whatever not a good luck but again we're taking the high road moving on and you know there's plenty of other people that would like to come on the show that talk about similar things that talk about the end of days and christianity and you know or or they might talk about the gods and the anunnaki like gary wayne does and i i intend to keep doing the show that way i'm not going to turn this into a pure christian broadcast because that would be boring. It really would. If you want to be preached to or if you want to go to church on Sunday, then go to church on Sunday. I'm not going to do that to you guys. I will talk about the Bible so long as it's relevant. I will talk about my beliefs, but my beliefs can change. I might wake up tomorrow and become a Buddhist. And if you have a problem with that, that's your problem. I'm not one of your sheep to shepherd, you know? Yes. Gary Wayne is very cool. You know, funny. I was just talking about him with, um, who was that? I just had, was it Josh Monday on my show? I think he, he's, he's been on with some of, you know, the people in my circle. Um, he was on with, uh, I think he went on Lee's show subconscious realms as well. So he's, he's, uh, he knows a lot of people that I know and everybody says the same thing about Gary Wayne. What a nice freaking guy. And, He's currently doing stuff about, I think, Dracula, and you know, connections to the gods and stuff like that, which I find to be absolutely fascinating. So I'll probably be reaching out to him in the near future and looking to book a show with him. I've, I've had him on quite a few times, so I don't, I don't, uh, you know, want to h- keep hitting up the same person. But I think it's getting there, it's getting close again. And I, I do want to focus more on the gods and on magic. I'm not going to stop doing shows about magic just because you know, I don't practice that particular form of left-handed magic myself, or really any magic or anything like that. I've always talked about magic on the show, always talked about the cult. I'm not going to stop. You're not going to, you know, boss me around, or of course not. People that know me know that would never happen. I don't know where you know this particular person was coming from But he just doesn't even know me really and if he knew me he wouldn't be talking to me like i'm a kid or he wouldn't be he said something really rude to me said something like oh i need to put down the bong or something like that just you know just like so disrespectful like i can't read things for myself or i can't figure things out for myself i don't think you need a college degree to decipher this stuff And I I think that that's what's really threatening is just the idea that anybody, you know, any of you guys out there can do your own research and you can come to your own conclusions. And that's really what I want you to do. That's my mentality, not to subjugate you to being forced to believe in anything. I, I am a believer in Jesus Christ, but I'm more of a believer in his, you know, more Eastern orientated thinking as opposed to. The, the pagan stuff, which I feel was added to the Bible. So I, I have my own take on that. And that's, and that's fine. Okay, so I keep circling back to <laughs> that topic. Obviously, I was a little upset to, you know, see that somebody who I thought was a friend in the past is now hates me because I have a different perspective. Um. <laughs> so I've been thinking more, oh. Boy, I skipped right over the topic I was supposed to talk about. So uh, I do intend to talk more about crypto, but uh, I'm going to do it very lightly. And the reason why is because crypto has a lot to do with the Great Reset, with um, you know, digital currency, paperless society. So it's a real integral part of what's going on. And like right now, everything's tanking. Bitcoin is just taking. It's just going straight to the ground. It's sinking. I looked at this one. And I was like, Oh shit. Everybody's going to be freaking out. Right. But this is how they do it. Everybody. This is how they do it. They get everybody to panic sell. And then once everybody sold all their Bitcoin, <coughs> then they start pumping the price again to make the rich, richer. It's the same game. They'll always have just hold. I'm begging you. Just hold on to your coins. Don't sell them. Hold, you'll know, sell your couch before you sell your crypto. Sell your kids before you sell no, I'm just kidding. But don't sell your crypto. It's a trick. A lot of people buy into the FUD. FUD stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And you do not have to subscribe to any of that stuff. They are trying to trick you. They want you to think the whole Bitcoin thing is over. They want you to give up on it. They want you to sell your coins when it's tanked, like right now, which is the stupidest thing that you could possibly do. Hold your coins. I don't care what you hold. Hold your coins until the price goes up again. Then you can sell if you want to give up on it. Don't give up on it. But if you want to, wait until it goes back up. If you just wait until the bottom to buy and you wait until the top to sell, you'd already be rich by now. But it's not that easy. And I know that. But this is good advice. There's no giving up on crypto because society has to give up on crypto. All this shit is coming from the very top. Right. That's the, the Illuminati, the cabal. This is all them creating all of this and pushing all of this forward. Not, not that they create the individual technologies, but you know what I mean? It's all part of the big, great reset, the you know, world economic forum and their whole big plan and all of that. But besides that, I wanted to get into the topic of these NFTs, these digital pictures and things like that that people are selling and they're creating new ones every day. The whole idea is, okay, I'll buy this NFT and it's going to go up in value in the future. Then I'll sell it, whatever, or I'll have something that's worth a lot. I don't like that. You're telling me to pay money to buy a picture. Pictures used to be free, right? Like, let's say I sell an image of my face. Not that anybody would buy that. (laughs) Let's say that I sell an image of my face for $300 with the expectation that It's going to go up someday. Well, you could already get a picture of me for free. So, why are you going to pay for one? They're doing this because they want to sell us more useless crap that we don't need. They want us to be part of these virtual environments, buying up fantasy real estate that doesn't really exist just to show off. Or, you know, they're going to create all these, all kinds of other reasons to own this stuff. We're going to be jacked into virtual reality. And they're going to expect us to pay real money to put plants in our house inside the virtual world. Right. I'm not doing that. Fuck NFTs. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not down with that technology. I think it's stupid. I think that there's ways you could do it that might work. Like if you were to maybe make a collectible card game out of it, that would be badass. Or or video games. Like if you are creating things in video games that people would actually keep and collect for the rest of their lives, that's, different but that stuff should be inexpensive and there should be some ecosystem based around it otherwise i want nothing to do with i'm not i'm not paying for a a john cena nft that's like a video of him or whatever just because it has a specific serial number a specific number attached to it that's a waste of money and that's exactly what happened to john cena he tried to release an nft and it was like an experimental thing and nobody wanted it because he was charging hundreds of dollars for it. And it was just a bunch of bullshit and he has a lot of fans. So there's that. Yes, I do watch wrestling. I'm not down with NFTs. Now my opinion could change. And I, I do intend to talk about crypto. It's a hot topic right now. So if you want to come on this show and talk about your crypto picks, that's fine. But you know, we, we, at the same time, we got to be careful that we're not coming from too much of a position of authority we're not going to get people to go spend their money and then be mad at us, right? <laughs> I saw, you know, this guy listen to. Uh, he's popular. He's Bitboy. You know, pretty much everybody knows about him already. But <laughs> like he he tells people kind of what's going to happen in the crypto world, and if it doesn't happen, some people literally blame him for them losing money. Meanwhile, if they would have just you know held on to their coins and waited for the market to come back up. You know, regardless of what anybody's telling them, they would do fine. But instead of listening to common sense and reason, they're trying to get rich and they, they've got stars in their eyes and, or dollar signs in their eyes, and, and they don't understand how hard it really is to make money in crypto. So uh, just because everybody's buying it right now, we can't all get rich, right? you got to be smart as heck with this stuff. you got to be smarter than the average Joe. When the average Joe is selling, you got to be hodling when the average show is buying, you got to be buying three times as much. And that's how the crypto market really works. Okay. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to call it good with that. And we'll be back here next week. So I'll just save some of that stuff. Just did a short show today. Didn't really have anybody jump on. It's just one of those freak days. It's what, January 21st? And we did a show on what was it Sunday, so maybe it just uh, was not was not good timing. But well, I'm still going to do it next week. Like I said, I'm going to do it consistent. And then Monday we do have a guest coming on, so we'll be talking to Chaz of the Dead. Really excited about that. I'm supposed to be getting his book here in the mail. I still have not gotten it. I'm, I'm getting a little bit worried. What if what if uh, I don't read this book and he gets mad at me like Greg did? <laughs> um, no, I'm just I'm just kidding. Ninety nine percent of people do not care. They just acknowledge the fact that you're platforming them and letting them talk about what they have going on, and they don't get all wacko and crazy on you for not obeying them <laughs> or doing things how they want. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you. Rather than go deep into the night, I'm going to go ahead and call it a day because let's be honest, I'm just here by myself and one person should only rant for so long. So I want to thank everybody for being into this show. First of all, Um, again, donations, donations. It's not why I'm doing this. It's just part of why I'm doing this. But let's see here. There we go. But it helps tremendously. I want to do this show like I'm doing it, but add another two or three shows per week. I was originally going to do it every day, but then I thought, okay, what if I got to go to the doctors? What if I need to sleep or rest? I can't overpromise. So I'm going to say at least three or four shows a week, you know, once I get some donations coming in and um, I'm going to look into other ways to donate as well and I'm, I'm not going to charge for the show. I'm not even going to charge a dollar. I'm just going to go strictly donations. If you don't mind, head over to endofdaysradio.com and help me out. You know, go to the PayPal, go to the Bitcoin address. You can use that. Anything that you send to me is going to go into the show, is going to go into me sustaining myself. I don't waste money on things. I don't have nice things. You know, this is it, what you see what what you send me helps me literally survive because like i said i want to do this exclusively i don't want to have to work two jobs and do a podcast or work one job and do a podcast i want my job to be doing this podcast i know how hard that is and i know that we might not ever get there but if you if you wouldn't mind helping me out just sending me a dollar imagine if a Imagine if I had three thousand. No, let's let's think about this. Imagine if I had ten thousand listeners, and ten percent of them sent me three dollars each month. Well, that'd be three thousand dollars. That just about covers everything I need to cover. Then I could just do the show. It's simple math. It's no big secret. I don't have anything to hide. I'll tell you guys my plan. I'll tell you exactly how much I want to make and what I want to do with it, because that's who I am. I'm transparent. This is not a scam. It's not a, you know, it's not a scheme. It's a guy who's trying to make an honest buck by providing good content. And this is rare where I just come on here by myself and rant. Oh, the the doc, he just discovered this channel. You know, the cool thing is, even though nobody's getting ballsy and jumping on, we still got a lot of people in the chat who are commenting, who are interacting. So that, that just makes me feel good. It just shows you the reach of the show. And how many fans there really are out there. And and this guy. He said just discover the channel. I love that. I mean when somebody. Hey "Hey, Daniel just found your stuff. Oh my god. That's like. Oh says that he heard the occult reject interview. I love that. I got to get more into that. I got to keep going on more shows. Because you know I have a lot to say. And I typically have a lot of people coming on the line here. So we're going to do it. But I got some stuff off my chest. I'm happy with it. I do invite you guys to uh, join me here. Where is my phone? Well, we'll be back here Monday. Let's see. I'll bring up the website. Uh, January 28th, which is... Oh, hold on. That's not Monday. That's next Friday. I'm stupid. (laughs) I apologize. It's a good thing I looked it up. Because that's how scatterbrained I am. So we don't have a show Monday. We're going to be here next week and we're going to have a guest. Everybody's more likely to jump on, jump on the cam if there's a guest here. So we're going to have a guest and we're going to go ahead and do like a four hour show and it's going to be awesome. Uh, is there a physical address to send you a donation? Don't do the PayPal Bitcoin thing. Um, mm, You know, I I'll give my address to people I know really well. But I probably need to get some kind of PO box or something because, like, if I just met somebody, I don't really want to give them my address, you know, because there are strange people out there that don't like me very much because I talk about the occult or whatever, and they want to police me and punish me for doing things that they don't like. So I don't feel comfortable right now giving out my address. Um, you know that that was a problem that I had at the the Kermit and Friends group is that people were doing what's called doxing each other and messing around with each other's personal information and that sort of thing goes back to stern fan network and the the howard stern website you know it's the same people floating around that are still doxing people they think it's funny but it's not you don't play games with people's personal information and 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 that is just uh that is just like one of the ugliest things that you can do yeah don't if anybody's Doxing people as part of you know my show or um, community or anything like that, then they're they're just going to be gone because that stuff just isn't cool. I see that going on, and you know that's probably the the main reason why I parted from that community. But you know, I still wish them well. I, I hope that Elise Center show does great, and you know who knows, I might I might pop in there again one of these days and say hi to everybody or something like that. But for now, I'm I'm totally cool just doing my own thing. Um. yeah that's it come by this same time next week we'll do it again we'll get together it'll be more fun some people will actually have some balls next time and jump on the line <laughs> and uh, let's see here from this point to next Friday I'm going to be booking so if you have any guest suggestions This is the time to send them to me. I'm picky about who comes on the show. You know, hopefully I don't offend people, but I'm really picky about it. And, um, I got to kind of be into it, I guess you could say. And I don't always reach out. This show is built up enough that I get a lot of, probably half my guests or a third of my guests from just personal networking where people are either contacting me through social media or they're being suggested by somebody or they're just asking me with an email if they can come on the show. So that's basically how it works nowadays. So um, i love to have your suggestions on, or I'd love to let you on, but, you know, just keep in mind I might reject you. It's nothing personal or anything like that. It just means that the show's getting a little bigger, and i got to have some sort of standards, and, you know, I, I, I still intend to let pretty much just anybody come on on the open line shows, but as far as sitting down for an interview – I got to just have a little bit of an expectation. So I I do apologize for that. Not that I need to apologize, but you know what I mean? Um, That's it. Go to endofdaysradio.com. I appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with me. You know, sorry, I didn't have a guest tonight. Sorry that nobody really wanted to jump on the camera, but like I said, I think it was a great opportunity to flesh some things out and be honest about some things that were bothering me. And, and uh, you know, Say my side of things and say my piece. So I, I thank you guys so, so very much for even giving me a chance for listening to this program. I hope to entertain you and I hope to fascinate you. And I will see you next week. Peace. Oh, I shouldn't do that. That's like a Freemasonic thing, right? <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. I can never get out of here. We've shown that, um, uh, that Lucifer would return, that the UN and the Vatican were going to be completely behind it, again, under false pretenses. He's going to show up and say, I'm here to save the day.